to Friends for the Journey, a podcast that explores the intersection of hope and healing in the face of unexpected transitions in our lives. We're dedicated to recognizing the many different ways to ask for and receive help, that hope can be a rebelliously loving act, healing is possible when we least expect it, and entertaining renewal through connection and curiosity. I'm your host, Catherine Gabriel-Jones. I get to sit down and talk with my colleague and friend, Bing Swang from Singapore. I admire you and your journey. And I'd like to ask kind of a, a classic Catherine question. If you were to describe your journey throughout your career as a landscape, how would you describe that landscape? Uh, um, I think they are bringing some of the human design elements because mm. I, I study human design and uh, everyone has a unique chart. And there is a particular element that describes your journey. It's different from every person. So my journey from 28 years old, so after I finished my first career and dive into physical therapy, so let me just point to what my career path is like. So um, mm -hmm. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in mechanical and production engineering. Mm -hmm. So naturally, I went to an engineering company. It was a pretty big aircraft maintenance company and I, I helped to facilitate continuous improvement for five years. And it was during that time I felt really lost. Like I wasn't making the best contribution as a person, as an employee. So somehow I discovered energy healing and I really wanted to make a difference to people's emotions and emotional and physical health. So I wanted to go in the healing field and I left this career to join this sponsored path in becoming a physical therapist. And then I found out that I was way too sensitive for working in the hospital environment. So I left that career and I went back to explore the career I really wanted to explore in being a healer. So it's a bit of trial and error and every time I make a leap, I always have like a foundation. I thought that a platform I thought that I could hop on because um, I needed to feel safe. But every time that platform started to become shaky, uh, that's when the true um, awakening, I guess, transformation happens. Mm. When I really need to depend on the real foundation in myself, which is my own intuition, and really sink deeper into that. So that's my true foundation and to make another leap into something that's closer to what I really want. Oh, wow. So the scariest leap was in becoming an energy healer because there's no prototype. There's no fixed structure or yeah. what you should do and all that. There are all kinds of healers. So um, it's been a continual exploration to find what really suits me and how I can best serve my, my clients. Mm. Does that answer your question? Yes. And I love the image of leaping into closer to yourself, to find your foundation and the awareness 
to notice when your foundation becomes shaky is such a testament to the ability to listen and the wisdom of listening to one's own heart, one's own self. And what a wonderful journey. Thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you. May I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. An image is coming to my mind of a, of a caterpillar that creates a chrysalis that then allows that caterpillar to transform. In the transitions of your life from mechanical engineering into finding the path that works for you, how has hope been present in your transitions? Oh, okay. I don't have many close friends because I'm very sensitive and I'm afraid of offending others. So I tend to be rather, uh, to have a very, very small circle of friends. And so I consider myself as my own best friend. And that has helped me immensely because I'm the one who truly know myself and yet not know myself enough. So I'm the one who is curious to know more about myself. As I explore, continually find my own path in life. So having my own support is very, very important to me, especially when I, I don't know many, I don't know others who have been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the hope. And hope is also the energy that I feel makes me feel alive mm-hmm. when I can feel my own passion, curiosity, love, are all feelings that make me feel alive. Mm-hmm. So if I feel down and down and heavy and and I give up, I think that's a lot more painful than not taking a chance to explore the venues. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm curious about the exploration that you mentioned. Uh-huh. Sometimes when these transitions come upon us, it can be easy for us to think, well, I just have to keep going on this particular path. And that exploration that you spoke of and the curiosity to explore something other than this path over here that I feel like I have to stick with. Ah, uh, this curiosity uh, deepened when I explored the world of energy healing mm-hmm. because um, when I first learned it, I was encouraged to use my imagination. Mm-hmm. So, and that sort of amplifies the energy of the, the healing. Mm-hmm. So I did all sorts of healing experiments. Mm-hmm. And when I wondered about certain path, I would tune into how I would feel about it. Mm-hmm. So it's all very energetic, as I would say. Mm-hmm. And that helps me to be more ready to, to take that path. Mm-hmm. Because energetically, I feel ready. Oh. Yeah, I feel ready. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was also into the law of attraction at that time. Mm-hmm. So about exploring the feelings that I want to feel in my ideal career, my ideal business. Mm-hmm. So I'm not so attached to the physical reality of what I'm exploring, mm-hmm. but rather uh, taking the external step in the outer reality to sort of allow me to further dive in into 
that option. Mm. Yeah, it's it's sort of um. Let me see how I should put it. Uh, when I learned about energy healing, it's very fascinating to me because the outer world starts to sort of become more um not so stuck. As in, it's not fixed. Mm-hmm. Starts to waver a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> a bit like the matrix, but not as not the extreme. So yeah. it starts to soften. Okay. And my inner reality starts to become more real to me mm-hmm. as yeah. I acknowledge what I feel uh, throughout doing all the healing experiments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one experiment that I find really fun was because I take the bus and when I was taking that long bus journey, I would imagine having like bubbles of love everywhere permeating everybody on the, in the bus and the energy feels so strong and it's radiating so beautifully. I, I felt kind of surprised that nobody was telling me to <laughs> keep it down where you. <laughs> I love it too strong. Please keep it down. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, and in this time, in this world, when there is so much uncertainty and sorrow all around us in the world, to imagine those bubbles of love that's just so beautiful. Thank you. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I imagine the bubbles of love in the experiment when you are on the bus. If I imagine that within my heart, there are these moments of relationship that I feel in my own life. We are on opposite sides of the world right now. It's nine o'clock p.m. on the eastern coast of Maine, and it's nine o'clock a.m. where you are in Singapore. And yet in this moment, there are these bubbles of love that almost fill the space between us and connect us in relationship. We talked a little bit before we began the interview about all of the different petals of faith in the world. I think of the Hindu proverb that there is the mountain of God, the mountain of whatever we call God. And there are many paths up the mountain. And the only path that's really wrong is running around and telling other people that they're on the wrong path. (laughs) Because faith is a part of our experience as human beings. Things I'm curious about if and how relationship and faith in your intuition, your sensitive ability unfolds in your life? Um, So again, it comes back to how I explore sensing energy, sensing my reality on an energetic level. Mm -hmm. So after my very first exploration into energy healing through uh, a Reiki uh, that I did with my boyfriend. Well, we were in the cab and when as we reached out to hold hands, we felt sparks mm. radiating from our palms. And that was my first very tangible sense of how we are connected, how I was connected to my boyfriend, mm-hmm. even uh, without the physical touch. And from there on, I could sort of sense any tension or harmony between two people Mm -hmm. and because I was very sensitive and I didn't know it, I was filled with energies from others so I 
I, I wasn't open to communicating or relating more closely to others. I was very into myself mm-hmm. and trying to sort of protect myself. So I wasn't a very loving person. Uh, I was more of like a, a more selfish person, I would say, because I didn't feel safe relating to others. Mm-hmm. But as I, I released more emotions, I began to feel the energetic impact different people have on me. Oh. How sometimes I'm being sort of emotionally blackmailed by some people. Mm-hmm. How people would um, exert their will on me. Mm-hmm. And how people would make my heart burst first open with love. Oh. Uh, and how... They are so at peace and they don't have to say anything. They just make me cry mm. <laughs> on the spot. So the way I relate to other people energetically makes me um, makes me feel the true reality, the truth of these relationships more than any physical interactions that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. As I was saying before we began our interview, my husband is a minister, and that work involves so much intangible connection that we can't put our fingers on. We can't measure it in a cup. It's it's the it's well, you described it so beautifully with those bubbles of love that it is the energy that connects us that can uplift us. And there's also the energy that is between us that can sometimes wound us. And that's a hard line to walk when we extend our lives in careers or work that we believe in, that we feel called to engage in. And in a way, our hearts and our spirits are kind of on the line because we believe in what we do. And to have that beautiful description of the care that we need to take in tending our own selves and our own energy and our own love as we engage in soulful work that work that matters to us. And this podcast is a production of Ministering to Ministers that has for 25 years taken care of ministers and their families who have been wounded in the work that they love to do. Because sometimes people aren't very nice. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes people are fantastic but you know we can be messy sometimes we just can and in the next 25 years ministering to ministers hopes to reach out to not only ministers but for other people who extend their heart and their energy and their love in their work like teachers and doctors and healers and healthcare providers and counselors. And I love the language that you use. 
in embracing the beauty of the energy that is present within our hearts that we can share. Thank you. You describe it so, so beautifully. The word resilience has really kind of risen up in my mind as you and I have talked because I admire you. I'll just say it out there. I admire the work that you do and I admire the grace with which you do it. So I'm curious, what does resilience mean to you? Uh, resilience, as you were saying it, I, I had the image of water. Mm. If I feel that the container that contains me is not suitable for me, I'll find another container. Mm. So I love the imagery of water because it's soft enough and it's also firm enough, it's strong. Mm. At first, I didn't think that I was resilient because I thought resilient has to be uh, ready to push against them. <laughs> if I'm tired, I'll just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. <laughs> but now I realize like after the career path I've been through, it feels to me it's like I'm just trying to find another container and I'm resilient enough to find another one if this one doesn't suit me. So, so yeah, it's just the, the, the try again attitude and knowing that I can just soften myself and, and leave that container. No hard feelings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Gratitude for the strength of the container while recognizing that another container is on its way and the value and beauty of the water is not diminished or changed when another container holds you. Oh, that's nice. That is so beautiful. Wow. And I just loved your, your energy and your scrunched up face when you said, I thought resilience had to be, but it really <laughs> doesn't have to be. You're right. Because water can be stronger than granite. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Things, this is so enjoyable. I am so grateful for your time. <laughs> Thank you for holding space. I have one last question, if you don't mind. Okay. Sure. If you could go back to your previous self at some time and tell yourself one thing, what time would you go back to and what would you say to yourself? Okay, uh, so I've, I've written a short post which is about this time travel. It's about this particular time in my life when I, I left my job as an engineer and I, I dived in, I dove into a career in physical therapy, thinking that I will work my entire life as a physical therapist with a talent for intuitive healing and live happily ever after. So uh, uh, two years into that study, that um, diploma course, I withdrew from the course. I to withdraw from it because I was feeling really, really depressed. And internally, I know that I knew that this job was not for me. I had to move on, um, even though I I was going to pay a lot of money in terms of liquidated damages and embarrass my family and not be able to take care of them. I still quit the cause and thankfully my family was very, very understanding. 
and I just wanted to go back to that time and and thank that girl for making that choice mm. for making that uh, decision to leave even though after I made that decision that was a very awkward phase <laughs> it's not like God said oh well done there's a price yeah I mean you still have to pick yourself up and continue to trust in yourself trust in others and explore what what makes uh, me really fulfilled in my uh, career my business yeah. so I'm I'm having my own business now and I get a lot more autonomy. Nobody's telling me what to do, but of course it's still super scary because nobody's telling me what to do. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> <But> I <laughs> feel so free and uh, liberated and so fulfilled. Um, and I feel like I win an award every time I have a session with my clients. I feel like that's the most amazing thing that happened because it's so magical to be able to talk energy and to play with your know, physical reality energetically with my client and for them to know, oh, you can mold it like you're playing with Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're not stuck in that reality. Yeah. So it's very fulfilling to me and I'm so, so, so thankful for her uh, nine years ago for making that decision and yeah it has helped me to be more trusting of myself like if I need to make another decision like this I would be braver to to take that step wow I just want to bathe in that moment of gratitude and recognition of the strength inherent in that bold, brave, courageous you. Wow. Thank you. You have written a book, and the title of your book is Empower Your Life with Gentleness, which is listed on your website. And with your permission, I would be glad to include a link to your website in the show notes and your medium post. Learning from my harshness as a gentle empath mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Learning from your harshness as a gentle empath mom. I read that article and just felt embraced in understanding when I read that article, and I loved it. Thank you. In this world where there is so many shadows, the gift that you give of gentleness is a wonderful treasure, and I'm so grateful that we get to share this path. It's good to have you as a friend for the journey. So I would like to express my gratitude to for being part of this meaningful podcast. Uh, I think you host space uh, beautifully. <laughs> yeah, because these are the things that I've, I've never really said out loud, and I think you being here has really helped. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Friends for the Journey where we discover meaningful support and encouragement for all those who work in service to others, including teachers, healthcare providers, clergy, mental health support, nonprofit advocates, lay leaders, and everyone whose profession seeks to be of service to others 
or answers a call or follows a vocation. If you like what you've heard, please review us on iTunes so we can reach out and connect with more friends for the journey. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay connected with us, your friends for the journey. Friends for the Journey is a production of Ministering to Ministers Foundation. Since 1994, Ministering to Ministers has advocated for those who have been wounded along their journey of service, seeking to provide care for mind, heart, body, and spirit. We're easy to find on the web. Just go to ministeringtoministers.org. And I will leave you with this. Along the roads of life, there are many twists and turns. Some turns in life and friendships, some twists in work that earns, and sometimes in transition when we are tired and at wit's ends. It is good to know that for the journey, we have some trusted friends. I am your host, Catherine Gabriel-Jones, saying goodbye. Thanks for joining me along this journey. See you next time.